Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and it is Tuesdays. And it's a uh, beginning of the school year, Tuesdays, Stu. You have uh, you have anyone starting school today in in, in your house? Uh, two two are starting school, Dave. Although they're late, they're late in their high school careers, so it's not the the same level of excitement on day one. There's no uh, hand holding, uh, walking to school, uh, or anything like that. No, eh? There's there's no. I I would I would think from a uh, from a household that cherishes learning that this would be an exciting <laughs> day. Finally, get away from the. Uh, the board, the boredom of summer to go and learn. Yeah, I, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's something like that. I know. I know. Uh, I know. My daughters. Uh, my daughters are pretty excited too. So uh. I, I do think with that one last week, uh, the kind of last week of August, first week of September straddle, where summer seemed a little bit long, people were actually looking a little bit uh, forward to school. Yeah, well, they gave my uh, my eldest is up at uh, the University of Guelph, and uh, so she. Uh, being a social character, she uh, she she got on the. Uh, they gave her a golf cart to drive around and steer the new students and welcome them. And she's just having the time of her life now. Uh, she's she's apparently a very effective um, greeter. I just wish she was a, a bit better student. But we'll see how this year goes. I've got I've got I'm I'm optimistic, Stu. Did she take the Richardson family microphone, Dave, for that, or do they give her her own? <laughs> <laughs> No, she's got her own. Uh, they 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 gave her an official Guelph golf cart. It's pretty. Uh, it's actually pretty. Uh, I think it's kind of souped up relative to the ones I get on the golf course. Yeah, very nice. Very very nice. We could I could use one around here and drive around. Uh, drive around in our, uh, our 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 giant empty, somewhat empty office here. On certain days you could. That's for sure. On on certain days you could. So so Stu, we um. We, we wanted to, we were talking last week, just, uh, just casually, and, and you talked about this idea of, 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 of wanting to invest in things that have multiple legs, that, 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 that have, you know, there's an opportunity now, but you're at the start of something that's just going to spread out. The way you described it, I think, why, 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 don't, why don't you tell me the, tell everyone the way you, you described it? Well, you know, one of the things, you know, when it comes to, you know, big events in the market, uh, you know, I like to use the analogy where you think about, you know, dropping a, throwing a stone into the river or into the water and you watch the circles just ripple away from each other. And, you know, quite often when you see that stone go in the water, there's a lot of volatility that's contained around that stone, but it's, it's where things start to ripple that you start to make, uh, you know, you can make a lot of money. And, um, you know, we've seen that, we've seen that in the summertime, we saw that with artificial intelligence. Where, you know, the direct beneficiaries of those uh, trends, things like NVIDIA and some of the software companies ballooned. Um, and, uh, you know, there was reasonable exposure to those things in uh, in some of the funds. And then you have to go and find, you know, well, where where's the second, the third, the fourth derivative of all these things that might take place? And, um, you know, there's a whole variety of those types of events that are happening all the time. Uh, you know, we go back and, you know, we think about, you know, some of the uh, fiscal stimulus that might have been, you know, through COVID sure. around, uh, you know, reshoring. And then, you know, you sit here 12, 18 months later and industrial stocks in the United States have been very strong because yes. the level of factory creation and all sorts of things in response to that is is ballooning. So, you know, kind of trying to figure out, you know, where is the fifth or sixth ripple going to be? You know, probably one that was interesting at the end of the summer was these weight loss drugs. Um, okay. And, 
you know, you saw some enormous moves uh, in some of the pharmaceutical companies, but it also then sparks the debate about where's the second, the third, the fourth ripple. Like, what will this do to diet? What will it do to food consumption? What will it do to uh, quick service? Um, you know, does it suppress appetite? Does it change uh, eating demands? What does it do for insurance? Do we live longer? Um, you know, what does it do for long-term care? You know, all sorts of you know, things, uh, you know, can take place and we have to have discussions around these because, you know, the stock market is extremely efficient. Uh, you know, while time may take some time on the clock before this all sees all presents itself, the stock market is quite efficient at knowing the winners and losers. You know, when you think back, uh, you know, in the, uh, in the, say, the, you know, mid to late 90s, early 2000s, when, you know, the Internet came along, Newspaper stocks never traded the same, even though it took a long time That's for right. that uh, to kind of die out. So, so we've seen, you know, we've seen some pretty big uh, announcements in the last, you know, six months, and you know, we've had some direct exposure to that announcement. But then, you know, the team of analysts and portfolio managers are busy, you know, kind of figuring out well, what does that mean for almost every business to some degree. And and it's uh, so I, I believe you called it the long nose. Of the stock market, I believe that's, that's right. your, one of your lines, right? Or is that? Uh... <laughs> well, it's not my line. It's not my line, but it is one. It is one I like. It, and 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 so it's so it's up there. It's always sniffing around for for where things are going to happen, and it and it's looking farther ahead than 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 you'd think. You know, it was interesting just just before we we, we hopped on to tape this. I was uh, I was scrolling through the the CNBC site, and there was a headline. This might be the next stock to join the trillion dollar market capitalization club with uh, Apple and Amazon, etc. And I'm, I'm trying to sit there and go, geez, I wonder what that's going to be. That must be some kind of technology stock. Uh, NVIDIA recently crossed a trillion dollars in market cap. What, what would this next great technology stock be? And I clicked on it and it's Eli Lilly, which again falls into this whole pharmaceutical idea and, and all of the effects of all of these incredible discoveries. You've talked specifically about what's going on in the weight loss sector, which uh, for those of us like uh, your, your, your beloved host, uh, who uh, tends to struggle with, uh, with weight, uh, kind of gets excited about as, as, as something that could be, be life-changing. Uh, but, but it's certainly a game-changer in terms of business opportunities. But again, not just for those companies, but you can look out in a number of sectors and there's going to be some winners and losers out of this. Well, hundred percent. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's a great reminder too about the dynamicism of business, right? Like, yeah, yes. um, you know, not just, not just, uh, you know, in the, in the diet category, but also in dementia and memory care, these have been big categories that have emerged as well. And, you know, whenever as investors, we're talking about, you know, problems that might be facing markets in the short term or, or facing uh, industries, businesses, there's another management team out there that's saying, these problems are going to be massive opportunities if we can figure out how to find our way through them. And, um, and Eli Lilly has, has, you know, really dominated, uh, along with some European pharma companies uh, in that regard, uh, in, in the most recent times. Yeah, I know a, a colleague of ours and a, and a, a form or former colleague and, and guest that we've had on the, uh, on, on the podcast before Dominic Wallington, uh, was, uh, was very early on this, uh, this, this particular trend, his focus was more around diabetes, but ultimately led to, uh, um, you know, what was going to happen with weight loss and diet management and all those things and uh, created some real opportunities. He, he was managing a portfolio uh, out of Europe 
Uh, so, so a really interesting one, but another one, Stu, is, uh, is energy. And, and I think, uh, I think a lot of people had forgotten about the energy sector. Uh, there, there's debates on, in terms of whether this was, was exactly right, but, uh, at, at one point, the, uh, the, the future suggested that, uh, a, a price of a, a barrel of oil was minus $40 a barrel, <laughs> yes. uh, or, or zero. There was a cost to actually taking that, that barrel of oil. Uh, of course, we that was in the in the height of the pandemic, and then of course we came out of it. Uh, oil prices spiked. Uh, we've now had a kind of a normalization of prices, but still at a level that creates a lot of opportunities. But how, how does how does the energy sector kind of fall into this uh, dropping a pebble in in the water uh, idea that you've you've presented? Well, I think you know, like we have certainly seen a bit more supply tightness uh, or supply discipline from the OPEC nations. But longer term, you know, when you think about decarbonization, uh, even when you think, you know, we're talking about going back to school, like, like how long will we use oil for? Uh, you know, no doubt at some point it will peak and start to decline, but it's still, uh, you know, quite healthy today. Uh, you know, even enrollment for petroleum engineers, like who, who's going off to be a petroleum engineer today? Uh, not that many people. So when you think about the ultimate supply that's required and how we might provide it, you know, the, the, the number of ripples away from that decision, well, we're, there's going to be less energy demand, likely also means that the cost of finding incremental supply when it's needed is going to be higher. Uh, it's going to require carbon capture. It's going to require a whole bunch of things that are going to cost more. So, you know, is the, you know, if you think about the marginal price of, of crude oil, is it higher than it otherwise would have been uh, because of some of these dynamics and you know some of these dynamics are absolutely necessary for the longer term transition but they also have implications uh when it comes to uh producing uh you know what will you know still be necessary uh you know for a bit of time here uh in the in the world and uh, you know so you you know you try and think about you know well, where is the the marginal price of crude and as that drifts a little bit higher here perhaps and um you know, then you have to think through all sorts of implications on consumption and driving and all sorts of things. And, uh, and, and, you know, this kind of iterative process of managing money, which, uh, you know, is this kind of endless puzzle, uh, you know, can be, uh, you know, can be enormously fascinating if, if that's your bag. Yeah. And that's, what's always interesting. Why, why, why this, I, I love this podcast and I love talking to, uh, to people who do this for a living like yourself is, uh, is, is how, the, the intellectual curiosity of investment managers as a group, because you do constantly need to not just be looking at the headline today, but then thinking of the ripple effect, literally to, to your, uh, to your analogy here of, uh, of, of what will happen next and what will be affected next. Because oftentimes for that first one, once that pebble drops, the news around that is already priced into whatever is being affected by it. And it, your opportunity is really in figuring out what happens from that point on. Exactly. Exactly. You just have to always be, you have to always relentlessly forward looking. Wow. And, and with, 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 with a big, long nose. <laughs> with a big, long nose. <laughs> which, is, which is why uh, it's, a, it's an audio podcast with Stu Kedwell on Tuesdays. So, uh, and, and, and likely will stay that way, although we might try video at some point, Stu. That's right. You do need to be a super sniffer, Dave. That's what you need to be. A, a super sniffer. That was my, my big accomplishment on, uh, on, on, on the weekend as I discovered YouTube TV on my actual TV. 
in my living room <laughs> and how to actually watch a program on it. I know that's embarrassing. My kids laughed, but uh, I was quite proud of myself. Well, I'm proud of you too, Dave. <laughs> that's the perfect spot to end it because I don't hear that very often. Stu, thanks as always. Thanks, Dave. This recording has been provided by RBC Global Asset Management, Inc. for informational purposes only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. You should consult your own legal, accounting, tax, investment, or financial planning advisors before engaging in any transactions.